0: It's time now for The Complete Story with Rich and Dick Bott, a public news and information feature of Bot Radio Network to keep you informed about the most important issues of our day. Now, here is Rich and Dick Bott with today's Complete uh, well, Story. Well,
1: well, well, how are you, Mr. Rich? It's nice to have you in the studio.
0: Well, I'm glad to be back.
1: Okay, now here's the thing, folks. We have an interview that Rich did with the governor of Missouri, Eric Greitens. And the reason I want to carry this interview across the entire network is because whatever state you may live in, and you may have a good governor, and I hope you do, I hope you do. If you don't, you need to work hard to get a good governor. But in my lifetime, I have never heard a governor of any state who spoke as forthrightly and strongly and uh, openly about the things that he believes are important as the chief executive officer of the state of Missouri. So you folks that live in Missouri, well, you're going to be hearing from your governor as Rich interviewed him uh, at the Missouri Baptist Convention. And uh, Rich, what I appreciated about the governor, he wasn't just talking because he was at that convention talking to the pastors and the preachers. He was talking to you about things he believes and are important to get done in the state of Missouri as he is in the governorship.
0: This is a wonderful day in which we live, with so many opportunities, and opportunities for new, good leadership in America. And uh, Governor Greitens is one of that new generation that's doing it.
1: See, he's an outsider, and I'll tell you when he, when he put his hat in the ring to run for Governor of Missouri, I thought, well, who's this guy? Who's this guy? I didn't I didn't know him and' one thing or another. Then you look into him and you look into the background and you look into how he became who he is. And, uh, and, and I'll tell you this, then you find what you've got. It's not a career politician, you Lord. Goodness sakes, deliver yeah. us from the career politicians. That's what the swamp is made from, folks. Yeah. Uh, give us fresh, give us new, give us p- people uh, leadership that gives hope and faith and ongoing and upward movement. And that's what he did in the interview, Rich, that you did with him.
0: Yes, yes. You know, Dad, he's a young man. He only graduated from high school in 1992, to give you an idea of how old he is. he's a lot lot younger than you are. uh, Yes, by a long shot. But both of Eric's grandfathers served in the military in World War II. And it'll come out in the interview that you're going to hear that he served as a Navy SEAL. Eric Greitens served as a Navy SEAL. But I want to add this, that after his unit was hit by a suicide truck bomb, Eric returned home and founded The Mission Continues, which helps American veterans live lives of purpose, productivity, dignity, and meaning here at home. Now, as Missouri's 56th governor, Eric is on a new mission to change politics as usual and fight for more jobs, higher pay, safer streets, and better schools. Yeah, change, poli- change politics as usual. You know I what? like A- that. And he is pro-life to the core. Oh,
1: see, now? And I'll tell you what, and other things, too, because he visited... When he hadn't even declared to run for governor in Missouri, he visited himself personally, Ferguson, Missouri, to find out for his own self what's going on there. How did that happen? How did the politicians allow something to occur and build up until finally it exploded? And I'll tell you this, the other guy who was the governor then, at that time of Missouri, what was his name? You see how quick we forget.
0: I think his name was Nixon.
1: Uh, no, uh, I don't think so. But anyway, anyway, he was a Democrat. But that doesn't matter. Uh, he allowed it to happen. And he anyway, we can talk about that at another Jay Nixon. time. Jay Nixon. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. It, it was disgusting how the power brokers, how the how the heavy-handed politicians allowed that to build up and finally to erupt. But it wasn't just that. So, folks, in every state that you're hearing this broadcast, listen to Rich's interview of the governor of Missouri. You're going to love it. Here it is.
0: This is Rich Bott, and we're delighted to be here with Governor Eric Greitens here at the Missouri Southern Baptist Convention at what used to be called the First Baptist Church of Raytown, and now it's Connection Point Church. And, a Governor, you just spoke to 1,200 very enthusiastic pastors and Christian church leaders from all across the state of Missouri, and welcome to The Complete Story. Well, thank you so much. I so
2: appreciate you, Mr. Bott, so appreciate Please the, call uh, me Rich well, when thanks, you say Rich. Mr. Bott, it makes <laughs> thank, me think thank of my dad. Well, your dad was a great, <laughs> great, is a great guy, great guy too. I, I've been been on Thank with him, you. and and I'll tell you, uh, the Bot Radio Network does a, a fantastic job uh, across the state of Missouri. And I'll tell you, I was really inspired uh, by what I saw today. You see, hundreds of men and women of faith standing up, fighting for our values across
0: the state of Missouri, and they leave me even more inspired. Well, I saw them standing to their feet, time after time, with standing ovations for you and your courage and the stands that you are taking. Uh, for instance, on the sanctity of life, could yes. you tell our radio listeners a little bit about that issue and what victories we've just recently won? Yeah, well, I'll tell you, Rich, look, I, I'm pro-life, uh,
2: and I'm proud to be pro-life, and I was proud to stand here and let everybody know I am a pro-life governor. Amen. we shows. And, and we've <laughs> been working to make sure that we are protecting and promoting a culture of life here in the state of Missouri. You know, this past legislative session, we had some really important legislation that needed to be passed on behalf of the pro life cause, especially to protect our pregnancy care centers. You see, we had some radical politicians in St. Louis. And we have a lot of radio listeners in St. Louis. Yes, and they they had been supported by organizations like the National Abortion Rights Action League, who were trying to force pregnancy care centers into court just because they wanted to hire pro-life workers. Now, as you and so many of your listeners know, these pregnancy care centers do incredible work they help pregnant women they help their newborn children they help them with education food clothing shelter they really help them to get a good start in life and they're and, all volunteers and they're all volunteers they're all volunteers and we needed to step forward and defend them well you know what the politicians failed to get this done and in the past when politicians failed to get pro-life legislation done people said well i guess they just failed again we'll kind of wait till next year we just said we're going to do different and what we did Was we canceled the politicians' vacation? We brought them back for a pro-life special legislative session, and we got this pro-life legislation
0: passed. Oh, you didn't see it, but people all across Missouri were were cheering for you when you called them back into session. Well, I I so appreciate that, and I'll tell you, it was the
2: people of Missouri who made it happen. You know, it was the people of Missouri who called their state representatives, who called their state senators, and said, "You know what? You ran as a pro-life." Uh, representative or senator, now I need you to stand with the governor on behalf of the cause of pro-life. So this gets done because people of faith are willing to stand up forward and
0: join us. That's gracious of you to put it that way, but it also gets done because of the leadership that you showed. Thank you, sir. And tell us about the leadership that you learned in the military. Yeah, you, you know, Rich, I was
2: so honored to serve as a United States Navy SEAL. Um, I that's did. Four- o- that's awesome. <laughs> Thank you
0: very much. Thank I you. have to tell you, I had an opportunity to go to the training center there. In, oh, down uh, in, uh, uh, in uh, San
2: Diego. In San Corona, Diego, yes. yes. And
0: there was the bell that if you wash out, you have to ring the bell and put your helmet there and, that's and right. say I mean, goodbye. You, I mean, that is a grueling experience it, to become a Navy SEAL. It is It is grueling training. And, and your listeners might know, BUD
2: stands for Basic Underwater Demolition SEAL Training. It's the basic. Navy SEAL training, has a reputation for being the hardest military training in the mm. world. So, so in my class, Rich, for example, we started with over 220 people. By the time we graduated, we we're down to 21.
0: And these are 220 people of the very top Yeah, I in mean, the these, these are the
2: guys who are coming in. They're coming in as, you know, former college football players, mm-hmm. high school track stars, state champion wrestlers, international quality water polo players, golden gloves boxers. They're coming into the training at, you know, the very height of, of their kind of athletic endeavors. But one of the things that was interesting to see... Was as you went through the training? They've got you doing all these crazy things. You do a fifty-meter underwater swim. They tie your hands behind your back and tie your feet together and make you jump in the pool. Doing four-mile uh, timed you, you, you runs. You just kind in of gloss sand. over those. They tie your hands <laughs> and your feet and then you jump in. Yeah. So what they they tie your hands behind your back and they tie your feet together and they make you jump in the pool. And then with your feet tied together and your hands tied behind your back, you then have to swim fifty meters. Does that prepare you well to be governor? <laughs> Well, what it it does prepare you well for, it prepares you well to deal with fear. Yes. And one of the things that they're always teaching as you go through the training is that you're always going to have to deal with fear in your life. You're always going to have to, and people are always going to have to deal with suffering. You're always going to have to deal with pain. But if you approach it with the right sense of purpose and the right team around you, there's a way to move through pain to wisdom. If you approach it with the right sense of purpose and the right team around you, there's a way to to deal with fear and become more courageous. There's a way to deal with suffering and to become stronger. And the training, one of the things that you find is that the people who make it through the training, Rich, they are not the best athletes. They're not necessarily the people who had the highest IQ or the people who are strongest in the gym. The people who make it through the training are the people who, when things are really hard, really painful, really difficult, can say to themselves, you know what? I've got somebody to my left who's counting on me, and I've got somebody to my right who's counting on me, and I can find a way to be strong for them. Mm. It's taking that focus off of our sense of self, refocusing on our sense of purpose and service
0: to others, That ah. gets people through. And service to others. Now, I, I understand you had like four deployments to Afghanistan. I, I Well, I had four deployments overall. I, I deployed first
2: to Afghanistan in 2003, and then I deployed to Southeast Asia in 2004. In Southeast Asia, I was the commander of what's called a Mark V Special Operations Craft Detachment. This is a 82-foot boat with a lot of guns and sensors, and I had 20 guys conducting counterterrorism operations in Southeast Asia. In, oh, in, uh, in, in Southeast Asia? That was in Southeast Asia. So that was kind of, especially if you look at um, Indonesia and the Philippines, mm-hmm. the Jama'a Islamiya and Abu Sayyaf terrorist groups. Oh, the Abu Sayyaf. Yes, were they, very closely connected with uh, with, with uh, Al Qaeda. You,
0: as you know, they're responsible for a lot of the kidnappings.
2: Gracia that Burnham. That's exactly yes, right. Yes,
0: that whole yes. story. That was all about the Abu Sayyaf in the Philippines. Exactly,
2: exactly. And so those those were the folks who we were conducting these counterterrorism operations in Southeast Asia. That was 2004 and uh, 2005. I was the commander of a joint special operations task unit in the Horn of Africa. So uh, again, working there with with Army, Marine Corps partners to conduct counterterrorism training and operations in the Horn of Africa. Is that where the pirates are? There are, yes. Lots of pirates off of the coast of Somalia. Mm -hmm. So we were actually working in a place called Lamu, Kenya. Uh, Lamu, Kenya is a very small uh, town just south of the border with Somalia. And as you know, and as your listeners know, lots of piracy happening off of the border of Somalia and Kenya. So we're working there with special warfare personnel and the, the U.S. Marine Corps along with our Kenyan counterparts to do some counter piracy operations and counterterrorism there.
0: Well, God bless you for your service to our country and now your service to our state as the Thank governor you. of Missouri. You're not a typical politician.
2: You know, and- no, I, I'd never been involved in politics before. You know, I came in as a conservative, as a Navy SEAL, as an an outsider. And I think, you know, the thing that's really surprised so many people is that we came in and we, we have, we've upset a lot of the career politicians. We've upset some of the special interest insiders and the lobbyists. We've certainly angered the ACLU and Planned Parenthood. Uh, we even are getting sued by the satanic temple because of the work we're doing on, on pro-life. That's what you
0: said to the pastors and <laughs> yes.
2: that, that's a wonderful development, I think. I, I think so. It, what it, it indicates that we're doing things right and we're doing exactly what we promised we were going to do, which is to fight for the people of
0: Missouri. Right. Now, um, tell us about your family, just quickly. Yes. Uh, you have a wonderful wife, and you have two children with Bible names. Yes, tell so, us about so, that. so Sheena and I are, are very fortunate. We're blessed with
2: two beautiful boys. Uh, Joshua is three years old, and Jacob is one year old. And uh, these guys are just the, the light of my life. Tremendous amount of fun. Every day when I come home to have the opportunity to, to sit down with, play with, wrestle with them is just a, a real joy.
0: And did I understand your wife, Sheena, is an expert
2: on North Korea? She is actually. So Sheena's actually spent a lot of time studying North Korea, studying um, specifically the North Korean economy and also North Korean security policy, which, as all of your listeners know, is a very relevant topic well, i want right I now. want to
0: cover several things here yes. before we run out of time, sure. but religious liberty. Yes, uh, I just learned that you start your staff meetings with scripture and yes. prayer. Yes.
2: Every, every, every week. And, you know, we've had some great leaders like, like Don Hinkle, Dr. Yates, they've come in to help us to start our week in prayer. You don't see I that as it's, a conflict
0: with the Constitution. I think, <laughs> I think it's a good thing. Yes, I agree. It's a
2: good thing. We need to have more people of faith who are involved. I know, but there are people that don't involved. understand I, that. I recognize that. And that's why, and again, that's why the Satanic Temple is mm-hmm, suing us. That's mm-hmm. why the ACLU and Planned Parenthood are after us. But um, we knew that, that if we're going to stand up for people of faith, that, that we were going. We're, this was going to be a tough fight. Um, and, and on the religious liberty fight in particular, it was really important for us to get that well, the, done. There was
0: a church in Missouri recently that went all the way to the Supreme went Court. Went straight
2: to the Supreme Court. Trinity I mean,
0: Lutheran. Your, your, your listeners
2: might know Trinity Lutheran. This case was because in the state of Missouri, before we came in office, it was an explicit policy of the state of Missouri that they would be prejudiced against, discriminate against people of faith. So, you know, the Department of Natural Resources had this program where they'd give scrap tire to organizations to help to kind of build out their playgrounds to protect kids. And I looked at the form myself, Rich, mm-hmm. and at the very bottom of the forum it basically said in so many words that religious organizations and people of faith need not apply. Well, we saw that, and instead of forming some kind of task force or committee to look at it, we just said this is wrong. We changed the policy that very day, and I was happy to see that we did. You know that after we'd done this early, the Supreme Court came in and said that's exactly the right thing to do. So today, in the state of Missouri, people of faith know that their government is not
0: going to discriminate. Is that against called the them. Blaine Amendment? Is do I have the right term for that? Well,
2: I think the uh, the Trinity Lutheran. It, there, there, this is related to to. The the Blaine Amendment. In the Trinity Lutheran case, what the Supreme Court was saying is they affirmed what we had done, which is to say that the state of Missouri can't discriminate against people of faith when they're applying for, for, for a grant. I mean, to me and, and to your listeners, this just makes common sense, but this is the kind of thing that we had to fight for.
0: Well, and you know, and we were so happy to see President Trump fight for our religious liberty, and, and perhaps these Blaine Amendments is something that will go by the wayside yeah. as well. And thank yeah. you for standing up for religious liberty. And, and Missouri Missouri is blessed with this last election with what a wonderful Attorney General, Secretary of State and right on down the line, and uh, cons- basically, uh, for the most part, conservative uh, majorities in both the House and the Senate. So you've got a good team to work with. We do. We've got a good team to work with, and I would also,
2: a- a- as I've said before, encourage Um, all of your listeners, because they are such an important part of the political process. And, you know, as as we continue to pursue legislation uh, uh, and work on behalf of the pro-life cause, on behalf of religious liberty, I I will again need them to call their representatives and call their senators and say that they need them to stand with the governor on behalf of these
0: important issues. Because elections have consequences. Now, um, for our listeners, uh, you've heard on Focus on the Family many times, uh, Focus on the Family Family. Jim Daly is a big champion of foster care and yes. adoption and that's yes. an issue that's very near and dear to your heart as well. Uh, very near and dear to
2: me and, and, and to our family. You know when we uh, first came into office people told us that the traditional first dinner at the governor's mansion was kind of this dinner where you invited politicians and lobbyists and all of these insiders came around and Sheen and I said look we're not here to honor politicians we're here to fight for the people of Missouri. So the very first dinner that that we held at the Governor's Mansion was a dinner for foster children and foster families. Uh, you know, Rich, we've got 13,000 kids in the Missouri foster care system, and these are our children by both law and in spirit. And I wanted to honor these wonderful families
0: across the state of Missouri who do this wonderful work
2: on behalf of foster
0: kids. Now when crisis erupts across the state, yes. um, that's also something that the governor has to take note of yes. and provide leadership for yes. Now, We had Ferguson that happened yes. uh, a year or two ago with the previous governor, and uh, y- there was also some something else that potentially could have erupted, but, but it happened, as it resulted, uh, was quite a bit different because of your leadership. Tell us about that.
2: Well, thank you. Look, uh, we told people that we we're going to do different. You know, my boxing coach always said, mm-hmm. if you want different, do different, and mm-hmm. the message was very simple. If you want a different result from your life, then you have to take different action. And in Missouri, in the past, uh, we'd had leaders who, after Ferguson, everybody saw, it, wanted to give people a safe space
0: to loot and to burn. I remember they called the, the police back, right. they, they, they restrained, the, they called up the National Guard, but they didn't let them go in. Yes, and we were very clear. We said, look,
2: everyone has the constitutional right to freedom of speech. Mm-hmm. Everyone has a constitutional right to freedom of assembly. And people who are out to protest peacefully, they will be protected by law enforcement. But I'll tell you, Rich, we're also very clear that if you assault a law enforcement officer, you're going to be arrested that violence and vandalism are not gonna to be tolerated, that throwing a brick through a window is not free speech, and we told people there's gonna be no safe space for looting and burning. If you loot and burn, the only safe space you're gonna find is in a jail cell.
0: Yes, yes. now I also love your your, your sense of inclusiveness, and yes. when this uh, Jewish cemetery was yes. vandalized, you provided leadership yet again Tell us about that. Well, so a couple weeks uh, after we'd taken office, there was a terrible
2: act of cemetery desecration in a historic Jewish cemetery in the city of St. Louis. had over 150 headstones that were knocked over, defaced, vandalized, a really terrible act of vandalism. Well, we heard about this on a Monday night. Tuesday morning we went out to Facebook and put out a message saying, on a Wednesday I'm going to be in the cemetery and I'm going to be there to help to beautify it, to help to clean up that cemetery, and to demonstrate to people that when we have these terrible acts of desecration, people of faith can come together. So we talked to leaders in the Jewish community, and the Jewish Federation, reached out to Don and the Missouri Baptist Convention, uh, reached out to the Archbishop. We brought people of faith together. And I'll tell you, the vice president was with me that day, and and Rich, he heard about what the people of Missouri were doing. And he turned to me in the car, and he said, Eric, I've heard that you're bringing thousands of people out to volunteer. He said, could you use an extra set of hands? And, Rich, I said to him, absolutely, Mr. Vice President, we'd be honored to have you. And by the time the vice president and I showed up in that cemetery, there were already thousands of people who'd come out. They'd come out to work together. They'd come out to serve together. And what we were able to do is to really set, I think, a wonderful example uh, for people. And in that service, when they saw how people of faith Came together in a moment of tragedy to turn something that could have been awful into a moment that brought people together and left that cemetery beautiful.
0: And you're leading a delegation to Israel?
2: I am. Yes. In fact, I, uh, the uh, the folks here were the very first to learn that in a couple of weeks we will be leading a delegation to Israel.
0: Is this from Missouri? A Missouri uh, this delegation? Is,
2: this is. This is. We will be. I will be going there along with other uh, other folks uh, from from the state of Missouri. And give and a, a shout
0: out to Harry Truman. Absolutely.
2: Look, it was it was a Missouri president. Harry Truman, who first recognized the state of Israel. And I am proud to go to the state of Israel and to let people in Israel know that the state of Missouri is behind them, that people of faith across the state of Missouri are behind the state of Israel. Tremendous opportunity for us also to build on what is already a good relationship between Missouri and Israel.
0: Now, last weekend, my dad had a very um, uh, important, I think, uh, complete story broadcast, and he... Uh, featured the flag. Yes. And uh, he had Johnny Cash on there, he had somebody else and about about Francis Scott Key and what the national anthem is all about and what that means. What does that mean to you when you watch some of these football games? Well, Rich, I I think it's important for everybody to stand for our national anthem. You know, the
2: fact is that the flag brings real patriots not to their knees but to their feet. Um, And I mentioned to everybody who I was with today, when I served in the military, I worked with men and women from every corner of this country, from every conceivable ethnic and economic background. And we came together. And it didn't matter if you were serving in the Navy, Army, Air Force, Coast Guard, Marine Corps. Everybody came together. And before a mission, as people are putting on their body armor, loading their rifle, checking their radio, stepping into a Humvee. I
0: mean, we're every, talking about SEAL missions. Yes. Those are the very most uh, precarious um, these are difficult
2: possible. these are difficult missions and you know what everybody's wearing on their uniform the flag of the United States of America. The flag is a symbol that brings all of us together mm-hmm. and I have seen as many of your your listeners who are proud veterans themselves and family members and supporters of veterans will know um, and, and they have we, we, we've lost men and women And I mentioned to the crowd today that, You know, when that body is is placed in a casket, the first thing that goes over that casket is the American flag. The least thing that we can ask of our fellow
0: Americans is that they stand up to honor that service and that sacrifice. There was a catch in your throat, and you paused quite a while as you spoke to the pastors here at the Missouri Southern Baptist Convention event in Raytown, Missouri. Um, that's something you feel very, very deeply. I, I feel very
2: strongly about it, and, and I'll tell you, um, what I was thinking about, Rich, was actually just before um, I came on stage, uh, there were a couple of folks who told me uh, that they had uh, that they lost their grandson. Yes. And they told me how important it was that we were standing for the flag, how much it meant to to them
0: and to their family. Lost their grandson in Afghanistan. Yes, that's right. And then you finished up by saying, tell others about our mission. Yes. What is your mission? Tell Missouri, uh, tell our radio listeners about our mission. Absolutely. Look, our mission has been very clear from
2: day one, and that is, and we know it'll upset the career politicians, upset the insiders and the lobbyists, but we're gonna fight for the people of Missouri. We're gonna bring more jobs and higher pay, Safer streets and better schools. We're going to fight on behalf of the cause of pro-life and the cause of religious liberty, and we're going to do that every single day. And then you quoted Joshua one eight. Yes, oh Joshua. Yes, Joshua one eight one nine. I, I love this passage from Joshua, where it reminds all of us to be strong and of courage, to be not afraid, nor be thou dismayed. For the Lord thou God is with you, or whithersoever thou goest. It's just important for us to remember that every
0: day. And you reminded everybody in attendance to stand strong in your churches and strong in your community. It's so important, so important for us as we move the whole state
2: forward that everyone remembers. There's, and I want every all of your listeners to know, there's hope. I want them to leave with a sense of optimism. I want them to know as people of faith that they have a governor who's behind them, that they have a governor who's going to fight for them and who's going to support them. And I want them to stand as examples in their churches and communities and to help us to spread the word about the important work that we're doing.
0: Everybody, uh, ladies and gentlemen, you know. Understand now why we love our governor in Missouri, Governor Eric Greitens, right here today uh, addressing 1,200 pastors, Christian leaders from all across the state of Missouri at the Missouri Southern Baptist uh, Association Convention, annual convention at Connection Point Church, aka First Baptist Church of Raytown. God bless you, Governor Greitens, and uh, we'll keep telling your story and keep telling our listeners about our mission together. Thank you for being with us. Thank you, Rich. God bless you and your listeners.
1: You know, Rich, uh, and everybody listening right now, the thing I loved about that is he was telling us who he is, and who he was, and what he wants to do as the leader. Now I know that people in various states that are listening to this broadcast, uh, you may say, "Well, I have a we have a good governor in our state," and I'm sure that can be the truth. Except the thing I liked about Missouri's governor Eric Greitens is he absolutely uh, spoke with hope and with faith and with a positive outlook that Missouri can get it right. And I'll tell you, Rich... Uh, There's plenty of swamp in the establishment in Missouri. Career politicians, and over time, people do tend to slump. And they say, well, this is the way we've always done it, therefore let's not get in a rush now. But here's a man who said we don't have to do it the way we always did it. Let's do it right now. Now, and I mean come back from your vacation and get your work done and do what you promised. I
0: love that about him. He he said, let's finish the job and brought them back from their vacation. But, Dad, for those not in Missouri, you need to understand that this is a fresh wind that's blowing across our state. Prior to this, we had a pro-abortion governor that was against us in all of these issues. And now what a breath of fresh air. I'll tell
1: you something else. He was a divisive governor where racial things are concerned and everything else. Now, I tell you, folks, I don't expect the media to necessarily embrace this governor because he stands for things, including Planned Parenthood's mm-hmm. never going to like him well, <laughs> and all of that. So anyway, uh, why? Well, we're going to absolutely hold his arms up as he leads the state. Right. And of course, um, believe me, uh, we're going to tell it as we see it. Uh- and it's a pleasure to be able to bring this to our oh, entire is. network it audience. It is,
0: that You know, and, and politics is downstream from culture. And the best thing that can influence culture is a Great Awakening-style revival. And when people have been praying for revival and the God's Word has been boldly proclaimed, He will send revival. And we're starting to see pockets of revival pop up, and that really is exciting.
1: Now, remember, Governor Eric Greitens is not our pastor— He's not a Bible teacher on Bot Radio Network or any place else. He's the governor. He's the governor. He's the leader of the executive branch of the state government, except the fresh thing is he does lead. And he is for the people.
0: And we, I like that. And we expect our political figures, whether it's the governor or the president of the United States or the Supreme Court or whatever, to pr- preserve and protect our religious liberty, as it's defined in the Constitution, which is a gift of God. And so, as they do that, then there's the opportunity for the church to do the work of the church.
1: Yeah. Listen. Give our give our listener a comment line. Read well,
0: you just dropped it on the floor there. Well, it's it's one 2621 If I'm doing Doing it for right. memory correctly.
1: <laughs> That's right. Give me time to pick it up off the floor here. But one eight hundred. What is the rest of it? Three
0: four five two six two one. Ken, right. did I get that right? Let
1: us know. Let us know what you think about Radio okay, Network I see in general. Th-
0: thumbs up there.
1: All right. Thank you so much. This is Dick Bot and Rich.
0: And it's one 2621
1: With this chapter the complete story as a public service, we'll see you later.